I'm not bad. I'm just the greatest movie of all time. Today on the show, who framed Roger Rabbit? The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the 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 greatest movie Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, Bad Bunny, Rick Barrasso. God help us. And I, your co-host with the actual nickname, Rick the Big Deck Boski. I have plenty of nicknames. I have at least yeah, 50. And they're all bad. Well, one will stick eventually. We'll keep trying. Although I think I think the big Italian, Rick Barrasso, was uh, probably my favorite. Big Italian? <laughs> And nobody will probably get that joke, but it that's may, okay. It may return. Who knows? So this is the show where we are going to watch every single movie ever made. And we're going to help figure out which one is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm brilliant. How about you? I'm doing very, very well. Because we are covering a movie directed by our champion, Robert Zemeckis. The title holder is back, and he is defending it strong today. So today we are visiting Toontown with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but let's take care of some business first. Last week, we watched our second animated movie, Wally, and that was an incredibly fun episode. Uh, we had Michelle Forziati on. Check that one out or any of our library on Spotify on Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use, subscribe and review if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it, or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rec on Instagram. And you can email us at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as our old friend, Bruce Wayne, who at times has been a cartoon, would say, tell your friends about us. But now let's clear some space for this freeway. So Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a 1988 noir comedy directed by Robert Zemeckis. It stars Bob Hoskins as Eddie Valiant, Charles Fleischer as Roger Rabbit, Kathleen Turner as Jessica Rabbit, and Christopher Lloyd as Judge Doom who is the hero of the piece, actually, Judge Doom. It, it made excuse me, $329.8 million on a $50.6 million budget. It has a 7.7 on the Internet Movie Database, a 97% in Rotten Tomatoes, and an 83% on Metacritic. Ebert, four out of four. This is a joyous, giddy, goofy celebration. Siskel, three and a half out of four, said that demanded to be seen twice to be appreciated on different levels. For a negative one, Richard Corliss from Time Magazine says that the opening cartoon upstages the rest of the movie. So, Derek, this is the first time you saw this one, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, I saw bits and pieces when I was a kid, and I watched it from beginning to backside this weekend. So I guess the question of this movie, really, is how much do you know about Los Angeles? Just from what I see in movies, I guess. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not I guess not too much. Yeah. So a lot of this movie, this is like the ultimate L.A. movie. Like the whole thing is kind of a joke about like, like the, this, the line at the beginning where he's like, why would I ever buy a car in Los Angeles? We have the greatest public transportation system in the world, right? Los Angeles is notorious now for being a driving city because there's a giant fucking freeway going through the city. So that was so, meant to be humorous. Yes. That okay. is a joke that it seems like you did not get. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Rick. I, I didn't get a lot of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to okay. be honest with you, uh, but we'll, we'll get into it. 
Okay. So yeah, I, I saw it, I think the first time I was probably, I didn't actually see this as a kid. I saw this in high school. It was like a, it was a film class that I took that was run by a teacher who it, it, like, it wasn't, I didn't really learn much about the history of movies or anything like that. Like I wanted to, but it was just kind of an excuse to be like, all right, let's just like watch this movie and write an essay about it. And that was the whole class. And like, this is one of the movies that that, that teacher put on. Let's talk about what happens in the movie. So uh, Derek, what song have you chosen to tie me out here? The song I chose today is I Try by Macy Gray. Why? Why that this, one? Because this movie really tries. Okay. All right. And uh, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Down on his luck, private eye, Eddie Valiant takes a job following toon star Roger Barrett's wife, Jessica, and finds she's playing patty cake with Hollywood bigwig Marvin Acme. Roger is framed for Acme's murder, as it turns out. Acme was going to leave Toontown to the Toons, and he was murdered for his will. Judge Doom was Toontown under his jurisdiction. Turns out to be the mastermind behind the plot. He wants to demolish Toontown in a real estate scheme to build a freeway. Roger, or Eddie, kills Doom, who turns out to be a Toon himself, the one who killed Eddie's brother. Doom's true identity is never found out. I'm on the dot. 30 seconds. Sweet. All right. Excellent. So that's what happens in the movie. Let's talk about the parts that we like about it. So Derek, what is your number three scene? Uh, my number three is a bit of a tie. There's two moments in the movie that I was a little bit surprised on. Um, I I mean, this might be the first movie as far as I know, or I didn't even know this was even a thing because I never saw this movie, that Disney and Warner Brothers do things together. Um, and the two moments that I, I thought were pretty cool were when you see Donald Duck and, and Daffy Duck playing back to you know dueling pianos i thought it was really fun because i always not always but throughout my life i was always like it'd be kind of funny to see like donald duck and daffy duck in a, in a scene together and that's what we got and it was it was it was interesting to see that and then later on you see mickey mouse and bugs bunny doing their thing and they're falling off a cliff with uh with eddie and i, I was kind of surprised though i feel like mickey mouse would have went out of his way to save him but uh no mickey was just kind of like no well, poor guy so two uh, things two things why that happened number one the guy who kind of put it all together is not going to surprise you at all. He is Robert Zemeckis' mentor in directing and like probably the only guy in our lifetime with Hollywood, like, like sway to get this done. That's Steven Spielberg, like brokered the deal. Uh, he pre-produced the movie or his company did at least. And the second thing that kind of made it possible is that at this time, this movie comes out in 88, right? The Disney Renaissance starts with the little mermaid which is 89 so this is the perfect time that catches disney like on its back heels with like film division like they're thinking like if the little mermaid doesn't work we may not be making movies anymore or at least it might not be making cartoon movies anymore so it was like at such a low point in disney's history they're like we'll do anything and they ended up doing it like they got the rights to roger the character disney was basically on their knees so to speak they were, it's the similar, like, you know, beyond the mat, like how it's super weird that Vince McMahon just like let that camera crew. Yeah, it, it is very weird. It's the same thing. It's gotcha. like, it just, they caught it at the exact right time where it was like, you know, early 97 for WWF and like 1988 for Disney, where it's just like, we need something. Like, we'll just try anything. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's very cool to see Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny sharing lines together. Yeah, I, I, it was one of the scenes that kind of caught me off, you know, caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You'll probably never see this again. Uh, So, yeah, interesting. So my number three is the the whole scene in the bar where there's like the shave and the haircut gag, and Judge Doom is is looking for Roger, and it's like all these like down and out Hollywood scumbags are at this like dive bar. And Roger's kind of making them laugh. And he's like, laughter is the only medicine that we have sometimes. And and like Judge Doom is such a intimidating presence whenever he walks into the room. Christopher Lloyd's just like so fucking ridiculous being like so like straight up and just being like, no tune can, res- can resist the shave and a haircut bit. Right. Bum, 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 bum. It's, it's a great scene. 
I have, I have a lot of fun with it. What's your, uh, what's your number two? Uh, I say my number two is Doom's transformation into being animated. I thought that was pretty neat. Definitely for its time. It was really, really cool. Uh, most likely when people saw it, were probably like, whoa, this is really, really neat. Um, I was waiting for something like that to sort of happen in the movie um, because I remember my wife Gia and a few of the people I know were always like, oh, when I think of who frames Roger Rabbit, I always think of this like really scary scene with Christopher Lloyd where his eyes are going kind of wild. And so at the whole movie, I was sort of waiting for that. And so I was kind of assuming that he would be animated at some point for him to do that. So when that scene did come up, I was like, all right, I'm preparing for this. And it didn't let me down. It was pretty cool. Christopher Lloyd is always a pleasure to watch no matter what he's in. Um, and I think, uh, I think the scene's really, really cool. So that's my number two. So my number two scene is the the Toontown sequence where Eddie goes into Toontown, which is where, yeah, he just hates these cartoons that are living because his brother was killed by a toon. And he ends up getting into all sorts of like cartoon hijinks as like the grizzled, like down and out detective. And it's just everything's so colorful and crazy and it's like i i just feel that if toontown were a real place i would just live there like that's where i would go okay that's like i just want to hang out in toontown seems awesome all right and now we come number one what is your number one scene uh my number one scene is is the beginning of the movie um it's it's the most fun scene it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's straight up cartoon and it just does all the things you want it to do. Baby trying to get around and, and get cookies and, you know, of course the baby's fine all the way through, but the person trying to help him or the thing trying to help him is the one getting the ass kicked. It's a very traditional Looney, you know, Looney Tunes or cartoons in general. And uh, the scene works really well. And unfortunately, the movie really doesn't get any better from there, in my opinion. Um, but I that, think you're out of your mind. Yeah, it just it's it. This is this this is the scene. Other than that, I felt like I mean we're gonna get to it, but this is the best scene in the movie. I mean, I agree with that critic. So my number one scene is the climax of the movie. We're in the the Acme warehouse, and Eddie has to like embrace his tune side, and he does like the dance to distract the weasels and get them to laugh and then you have the whole thing with judge doom revealing that he is in fact a tune and his eyes go nuts he admits he kills eddie's brother uh you have uh, jessica and roger like swinging and they're gonna get sprayed with a dip and it's just it's so much fun and then they you know doom gets run over by a steamroller and then drowns in his own dip and mickey mouse and and bugs bunny are like i wonder who he was and we never find out who who like there's no real like yellow cartoon because his ink is like yellowy green. And there's like nothing. There's like, you just never find out. It's like an unknowable evil fucking capitalist cartoon, literally. Yeah, that, that scene was originally in my top three. I thought it was, uh, I mean, Bob Hoskins, he he does do silly things in other movies, just, you know, specifically like a movie like Hook, where he's like really, really goofy. And then you see him in like, um, I think he's in The Wall, Pink Floyd, and he's much more serious than that. But then you see him in this, and he does this really goofy dance where he's, like, falling over and making the cartoons laugh. It was pretty pretty interesting to see that. I didn't know how I felt about it, but I'd almost made my top three. All right. So that's what we like about the movie. Let's talk about what we don't like about it. And it seems like uh, you have a lot more to say. So, I mean, mine is... I don't know. It seems to me, it's a very like solid movie. It's tough. Like anything I would say for Lisa Ray would be very nitpicky. You know, I, you know, kind of, I just kind of want to live more in the world, I guess, as you know, as much as I, you know, I, I like Eddie and I like the characters. I kind of want to be more in Toontown, but you know, I, I understand like probably technical uh, restraints at that time would have prevented them from doing it. But what, uh, what didn't you like about it? Um, wow. All right. Um, well, the big thing I would say, number one is Roger Rabbit's voice acting might be the worst I've ever heard in a movie. I was, I thought it was one of the, one of the most annoying things I've ever heard. Every line he delivers is it's, it's so over the top that it's too over the top. It's not, it's just not to my liking. I didn't enjoy it. I I was hoping the movie would end soon because I just felt like 
it just felt flat to me the whole time. I didn't really laugh at all. I sat there kind of looking down on my phone going, when is this movie going to end? Uh, which really sucks because I really wanted to like it. And um, I just, it just didn't do it for me. Like I said, uh, I, I enjoyed Christopher Lloyd and Bob Hoskins. I thought um, Jennifer Rabbit, is that her name? Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit yeah. I thought that she was like, and besides her big famous line, I just felt like the whole plot was just sort of like not really coming together. It was just, it was just so straight lined. And uh, I don't know. I just, um, it didn't click with me. You know, I'm not going to put anyone down for liking it, but I wouldn't watch it again. So the, the, the movie, like I said, is about Los Angeles becoming Los Angeles. The tunes are actors. And like everyone else is. No, like, I get them. Yeah. I get the movie. I mean, I, 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 I right. just, I just think that. Um, and again, I think that if I had seen this as a kid, I would have been like, this is, this is slapstick, freaking crazy fun. But for me, at my age, seeing it for the first time, I was like, oh, it's going to be cool. You know, and, cartoons and humans in real life is going to be a cool mix. And it was. They, they did a good job mixing those things together. But it was just, it just didn't hit at all in any scene for me. Really, my top three were like, I have to pick three here. So that's what I did. So unfortunately, uh, fans of the show, Wreck is not a fan of this movie. All right. Uh, I mean, and, and just to address your, your thought about Roger, that is kind of the point of his character. You're supposed to be like, why is Jessica with this? But, but, like, but it, go, it goes, beyond, it goes beyond, to the point where just stop talking because I don't want to see this anymore. That's how bad it was for me. Um, so, but I, I actually have some interesting uh, recasting choices that might make it better for me. So we'll, when we get there, yeah, we'll I, I'm, 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 I'm excited about this recasting. I'm, 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 I'm happy with my choices. But let's, uh, before we get to that, let's do medals. Who do you have for bronze? Uh, I, th- I think uh, bronze goes to Robert Zemeckis. I think that he. He took on a. He's always taken on big challenges, you know. For, from Back to the Future, the trilogy to um, to this movie is like, wow, you're going to do this, uh, you know. It, it's it's easy to really fuck up the animation with the live action stuff, and he really didn't miss with that because that part didn't bother me. I thought he did a pretty good job with mixing it together. Um, I, I I think that the imagination of it in general is is good. I think that uh, you know, um, if it was made nowadays. I don't really know how it would turn out. It might be a little bit more pleasing to the eye, but maybe it wouldn't be for the better. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. But Zemeckis is always uh, he's. It's a pleasure to watch his films and see what he, see what he does. So um, he gets my bronze. All right. So I've uh, my bronze. I've got Christopher Lloyd, uh, Judge Doom, super fun villain, commands the screen whenever he's there. Just one of the great all time villain names. It's like when you hear a guy, it's like Judge Doom. He's a fucking villain with a capital V. Yeah, yeah. That that was a pretty obvious thing. And he just like murders the fucking the shoe. That almost made my my top three. Yeah, that was that was sad. That was sad. It was sad. It was brutal. And it was like when you when you see that scene, it's like, oh, we're in for something beyond what I fucking expected, at least from my perspective here. Who do you have for silver? My silver goes to Christopher Lloyd. Um, just like everything you said, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where I don't think I've seen a movie where Christopher Lloyd wasn't in the top three because he just has something about him that's just so likable. His voice is great, and especially in this movie. I like that he's like the ultimate villain. I don't remember. I don't recall him being like a villain in anything else. Unless Dennis not, the Menace. Oh, Dennis the Menace. Oh, oh, my God. How can yeah. I forget? Switchblade Sam. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, he does a really good job being the very, very good guy and the very bad guy. Um, and I like the, the, the prosthetics in his face and the, and the long nose and the, whatever they did to him is, was very, very neat. And uh, I, I'm glad, too, that like. I don't know. Christopher Lloyd doesn't need to change his voice much. I just like his voice. It's it's just funny to me. Um, but he uh, he's excellent. I mean, you can't you can't work. I don't. If there's somebody out there saying I don't like Christopher Lloyd, what's wrong with you? Uh, he's my silver. Yeah, love Christopher Lloyd. Uh, obviously got my bronze. So my silver goes to Bob Hoskins because the fact that this guy not only is like the least likely leading man to ever exist as a leading man actor like he's i was just like here's here's a guy like with a shirtless scene in this movie yeah and it's just like oh this is like a regular looking dude and he's he's a, he's great he does the fucking dance at the end it's hilarious uh he's he's a great like hard-boiled fucking like detective 
it's he's it's a great role for him and he's he's on a like an absolute fucking tear here he's got this he's got a major role in hook like a couple years later super mario kind of destroys his momentum yeah uh and then he's just kind of like okay well but i mean he's 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 great bob hoskins love him wish he was in wish he was in more leading parts i wish there were more short hairy europeans yeah leads in movies is he european he's british he's british he's british yeah I'll, right. I'll let I'll let you lead, I'll let you lead me in because you okay. know. I, so that's I'm assuming he is your num- he is your gold. He is my gold, and and I think the reason why he is my gold is because I had a really difficult time recasting him, and there's not I guess there's not a lot of actors who share his attributes and the way he looks, the way he does things. He's just a different type, you know. When I was thinking about this. Um, me and G were sitting down with the recast and we started throwing out names and I said, no, no, not Danny DeVito, not Joe Pesci, just because they're yeah, short they're and, and stockier doesn't mean that they should fit this role. Bob Hoskins is just a different type of actor. And uh, it just, I couldn't picture a lot of people in this role. The one I did pick, you're going to be like, wait, what? But yeah. it's, it's, I, it's, I picked it a tough. very different type. We'll get to my like rationale behind it. Yeah, we... I did a little bit too, but yeah, that's my, he's my gold. My, gold goes to a guy who's already carrying the gold robert zemeckis and two reasons number one the technological advancements in this movie as far as animation interacting with live action is like nothing that was ever attempted before like not only does it not miss it's the first one to not miss all right. This is the thing. He took his cachet from Back to the Future and he was like, I want to make a weird half animated noir film about the history of Los Angeles and like have a an animated sex pot as, as like the centerpiece of the marketing. And, it, and Disney's going to be in it and the Looney Tunes are going to be in it. And it was just like the absolute perfect storm of whatever weird shit this guy wanted to do in 1988 i mean when when you look at other movies like we'll get to the oscars like other movies that came out this year it is a wholly unique piece of art it's definitely different so those are our medals let's get to recasting so i had roger i had eddie i had jessica and i had judge doom only one i actually added uh was dolores she's my okay. i have a fifth Okay, who do you have for Dolores? It's kind of a, I mean, and again, this is made nowadays. I think this is an actress that still looks young and is like super beautiful. And I think I'd pull this off. It might be too small of a role for her, but I also think that a lot of people probably don't know her by name. And that is Famke Jansen. Famke um, Jansen, yeah. So yeah, she played Xenia on a top in Goldeneye. And yeah. of course she's in X-Men as Jean Grey. Um, I just, I don't know why I kept seeing her in this role and I could just picture with them, you know, with makeup on, being the bartender and like being a really, just, one, just basically eye candy. <laughs> so that's that was that one yep i am gonna make a prediction and i am gonna predict that we have one of these in common we we just might and i think, I think. that i think gia also mentioned that as well she's like i guarantee you rick has the same one okay so let's start judge doom oh is this the one you think that we have the same no it's not i okay. think we have i think we have jessica the same yep i think we do too yeah uh so judge doom who do you have I, <laughs> I I went through about 10 different actors who were just on the, the cusp of being chosen, but uh, I just was trying to figure out who could look more menacing than Christopher Lloyd, and that yep. is easily Willem Dafoe. Yep. Uh, he's just his face. He should just play every villain ever. I think Willem Dafoe should be like an old Joker at some point. Yeah. Um, he looks like the one in the video games. Dark Knight Returns Joker should be. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's just, he's awesome. There's nothing more to say about him. He's great, and uh, he's my Judge Doom. So my Judge Doom is a guy, I used him a couple of weeks ago in casting, but I think it's, he, it, to me, which is like, oh, this is perfect. A guy who can straddle the line between very serious and very wacky. So at the end, when he's like, I'm when I killed your brother, I said like this. Um, and he's like huge. It's Sasha Baron Cohen. OK, OK. Just in a trench coat with the hat. Yeah, he, he his name flew by my like list and I was like, huh. And then I moved on. I was thinking more of like, I don't know, because well, I thought for some reason you were going to say more like a Gary Oldman. 
Um, I could see, I could see that, but I wanted someone who was like weird looking kind of, you know, or can be weird looking like Christopher Lloyd is like, he has a presence when he walks into the room. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, he goes from like very stoic to like, obviously literally his eyes fucking bugging out. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that, that, that could definitely be a thing. All right. So Jessica, I, I'm going to predict we have the same one. All right, let's, let's do a countdown from three and we'll say it at the same time. Okay. Well, yeah. Three, two, one. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Yeah. We did a movie about how everyone wants, wants to fuck her voice. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Like that's what the movie her is about. It's like, everyone wants to have sex with Scarlett Johansson's voice. Yeah. She, I mean, let's, I'd have, I like to have sex with her in person, but I mean, let's just face it. Her voice is the sexiest in Hollywood by far. Yeah. It's like, I was, I immediately, the, the first note I took in, in my, before I even like did the, the note of the intro was like, Jessica Rabbit is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think, yeah, I was, yeah. I'd be surprised if you have anything else with that. That was, that was pretty obvious. Yeah. All right. What are you bringing on next? Roger or Eddie? Let's do, um, let's do Roger Rabbit first before okay. we do Eddie. Cause I think, again, I think Eddie was the hardest. See, to me, Roger was the hardest. So, okay. So I picked somebody who has an annoying voice, mm-hmm. but it's an annoying voice that I really enjoy listening to. And that was the difference between me, you know, and this one and the actual one. And that was Charlie Day. He's a, somebody who's just so wacky in his voice, but I could, I could listen to him constantly because I just, I, it, it's a humorous voice and it makes me laugh. So I thought, you know, if I'm going to like this movie more, I would cast. And, and I mean, we, we know he's playing Luigi in the new Mario Brothers movie. So obviously. Yeah, let's fucking it, talk about that. Chris <laughs> Pine. Or not Chris Pine. Chris, Chris can, Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. I miss some of my Chris. Chris Pratt. Come on, man. I, you got to think that like either either the the director or the casting director was like, we got to go with Chris Pratt. It would be hilarious. Or he had an audition and he was like, it's a me, a Mario. And everyone was like, oh, that's so good. What, yeah. What if he, I mean, I guess he could kill it, but it's like not the person I would have guessed. And it's, it's not like Mario doesn't have like an already iconic voice, you know? Well, you know, it's actually not even the weirdest voice acting choice that they picked. I'm trying to get through, uh, get by Jack Black as Bowser. Um, I, see, I can see that because like Bowser, when I think of his, like the character Bowser's voice, as you're like, whoa, 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 like that's, I don't hear like lines, you know, like I, I can see that. I actually, I like that. Um, I mean, every, everything Jack Black does is very like, he's very like, is he going to make yeah. Bowser comical? Is that what yeah, I don't, it, I don't know what to expect. And like, but when I think Mario, I think, ah, it's me, I'm Mario, you know, like, the, the guy who does the voice could just do the voice in the movie, you know? Right. And although it's it's also, and I know they're animated characters, but it's kind of weird that, that the actress playing Princess Peach is so much younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't really think of that, but it's, I'm sure it's not going to be like a sexual movie <laughs> by listen, any means. But if, if Mario <laughs> and Peach don't have a graphic sex scene in that movie. <laughs> What are we even doing? I'm why thinking, did, why did will, Edison even invent this shit? If I Mario think, and Princess Peach don't I'm go at it, sort hard? of. I'm sort of hoping for two sex scenes. I think Luigi needs to get in there somehow too. With who? I, with Peach. With Peach. Well, Luigi has a like canonical girlfriend, Princess Daisy, and well, she, but uh, she's not in the movie. I just think Luigi gets gets the uh, he he gets the like the brunt of things. Like he's taller than Mario. I think he's more in shape than Mario, and Luigi gets shit. I mean, listen, short Italians are. Oh, no, there's nothing the, wrong with short Italians. The pinnacle of the species. We know this. Well, this is true. This is. I, I will not be accepting questions or comments in regards to this. All right. So you, you have spoken. <laughs> So my Roger, so I could not think of anyone with like the manic energy of Roger. So I went with like somebody else who has a cartoony voice in a different way. And it's Taika Waititi. Okay. He can be kind of that annoying, like, cause the whole, po- the point of Roger is like the, the lead up to this you know, movie with Jessica, you know, and, and Eddie talking, Eddie'd be like, what do you see in that guy? And be like, he makes me laugh. Right. It's like okay, he's got he's got to be funny in some way, and he's got to be cartoonish. And there's that that scene with uh, with Betty Boop, where Eddie is just like that she is married to Roger Rabbit, and Betty Boop's like, yeah, she's so lucky. So it's like okay, well, these tunes have a different concept of what attractiveness is. Right, right. So let's do Eddie. 
And not that I'm saying that I'm attracted to Jessica Rabbit because I'm not. She is animated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are you like? Why are you like pulling your collar and like steam escaping cartoonishly, Derek? There's a lot of steam escaping yeah, right it's now. Like, Rick, it's hot Rick, here. Right? Visibly, Rick can see yeah, that. Yeah. Definitely don't want to fuck Jessica Rabbit. No, not. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't uh, know if, if I was gonna if I was gonna have sex with Jessica Rabbit. Am I a cartoon or am I a human? That, that, uh, you're whatever what you want. Whatever makes you feel well, let me ask most you this. comfortable. Do you think Robert Zemeckis? visually was like in my world humans and tunes can have sex i think so because that there's the scene where uh, uh what's, what's the character's name walks in on them in the in his apartment and it's like oh is it dolores dolores walks in she's like oh didn't know you were dabbling in watercolors yeah 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 yeah. so I, yeah maybe it is a thing yeah or, or else it would have been like what are you even doing you can't do that but i don't know here's my here's my question more about the world it's like the shoe that is killed in the dip, right? It has a face, it has eyes, it shows fear, but nobody's reacting like a man was murdered, you know? When, right. when that, you know, like Judge Doom, as corrupt as he is, I don't know if he would murder someone in front of the police and just like walk away. So- I, feel, I feel like the, the cartoons are like almost treated like pets in this. Like, 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 like a dog dies, you're like, oh God, I can't believe he died. If it's a human dies, like, oh, we have to go to court. Right, so, but it's like, you know, it, it, they're trying to save Roger's life through the whole, like, the movie. The point is, like, Roger Rabbit's important enough, like, to me, Eddie Valiant, as a person, that I, like, I am going to risk, like, everything to, to save it, because to save him, because it's the right thing to do. He didn't kill the, he didn't kill Marvin Acme. Yeah. So it's just like, that's, I guess that probably, like, if I had to go back to the least favorite thing, it's like, okay, like, what what are these things like what what is this world you know right right it, yeah it, it's not really explained too well but we're just kind of thrown into it but yeah and I, and I get that's what they're going for is just like you know it's a noir film that's how it's structured it's like ah, i was you know it's yeah it is what it is so eddie let's get to eddie so who do who do you have so I um, have been watching for the third time all the way through. I've been watching one of my favorite shows of all time, and that is Breaking Bad. And I chose an actor from this show who I thought would uh, pull off Eddie Valiant pretty well. And that is uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I, was, I really had a tough time. I said, who is going to fill this role? And I just, I threw him in there. I threw him with the clothes on. I threw up the way he, he does his thing. And I, I feel like it works. I feel like it works. I think it would be funny just the way, just the way Bob Hoskins played it. And I think it's, I think it's passable. And I think it's good. So my rationale here, cause there's nobody, like you said, like you, it'd be the hacky thing to do. It'd be like Danny DeVito, like just short guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My thought process was like, who is an actor who it would be so bizarre to see him interact with cartoons in this way, right? Because okay. I feel like the point of Eddie is just like, he is a grizzled noir detective and he's talking to Betty Boop. Yes. Right. And it's just like, this doesn't make sense in my head, but it, it works. So I want the guy whose acting style is i mean he can do comedy he's done comedy he does serious he was on another show another prestige television show that was on right at the same time as breaking bad on the same channel in fact and that is john ham yeah i think that works too i think that uh he he's got that face that just number one he can he can just be that detective and he's He's, that yeah he can be the detective and he has that kind of old-timey look yeah, yeah, and he of course, you, like you say, he's proven it in Mad Men. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I think I think that works. Yeah. So that is recasting. As far as miscellaneous goes, um, I, I, there is one thing I wanted to mention. I, I'm going to be pulling an. This is not even a miscellaneous; it's just like a miscellaneous thought. Yeah. Um, and that I'm going to be pulling an Anthony Barrasso here, and 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 really look for like characters doing good things so that you yeah. like them because that's all what Anthony's about. He doesn't like villains apparently, um, and. I do like the part where Eddie Valiant kind of like is about to drink the alcohol and he just throws it. And I, I just thought it was a cool, like redeeming moment of like, it's kind of cheesy. Cause it's like, is that how it worked when you're trying to kick alcohol, you just throw it to the ground and I'm done with this shit, but it, it worked in the context of the film. And I actually like, like that little moment of like, you know what? I'm growing a little bit. And I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Eddie's a great character. 
he's it's the perfect guy at the perfect time, and it just it like it works because he's up against these literal cartoons, and it's just like even if you have something that is a, like a little bit you know using film language you know a little bit ridiculous like Eddie giving like kicking his alcoholism like through sheer force of like I'm done with this shit mm-hmm. uh let me get my cartoon bullets uh used for I don't, why do cartoon bullets exist if up until now there has been no way to kill a cartoon we may never know yeah it, it... Again, are... It's just a bit, it's a visual gag. And it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like Zemeckis does this, where it's like in back to the future as well, where it's like, why does the, why do the amps physically blow Marty away? Okay. We can't worry about it. We just got to keep moving. Right. Oh yeah. Again, you're bringing up more flaws with this movie than I even thought of. Well, I don't think they're necessarily flaws. Like I think it's just how Zemeckis directs. And it's like the energy of the movie is such that, unless you're a couple of fucking idiots sitting down being like, let's tear this movie apart. You don't even notice it. Right. And, and you know, let me let, not restate. Um, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I feel like if, and this is not even a Star Wars thing necessarily, but like if I were to grow up with this movie, I think it would be something that I would still like nowadays. It would, it would be like, Oh, I remember this. This is so, it's just so fun when I was a kid, but I feel like, and I'd like to anybody out there who's, who's never seen it, who's around my age, I'd like to get what they think as well. Cause I'm 34 and I'm seeing it for the first time. And this is what I get. Is it bad for me not to like this movie? Is, is it wrong for me? I want to know what you people think. So seriously, like I'd like to hear your, your thoughts on Facebook. Cause it just, it didn't, I, I hate to say this, but I was hoping I was looking at my phone going, I, I kept pressing pausing. How long is this movie? How much, how much longer is this movie? It, it, it didn't give me the fun I wanted. I think you you find yourself in a, a big minority. Well, your, yeah. I, I don't think I do with my explanation, though. I don't think that people watching it for the first time today, I think they might agree with me. I think people who grew up with it have a different opinion. But if you go to it, just absolutely, I've never seen this before, and you watch it straight up, I don't know if it clicks for a lot of people nowadays. But well, maybe I, I'm wrong. Maybe I, I'm wrong. You know what? I, I look forward to where this one ranks in our next Top 50 countdown. Because I think it. I think this is going to be another one of those where it's like, I forget which one it was, but there was some. There was one movie where it was like me and Anthony were super high on it, and you and Chris were like super low on it. I forget what movie it was. Oh but yeah, it, I wonder which it, one that was. Yeah, but it was like, and it could have been any of them. But it was like two people are going to be super high. Although I don't know because if, if you look at the movies we have scheduled, it's a fucking Shark Tank. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm interested to see what some of our voters think about this movie because I believe you know and and i i do wonder if it is a movie that lends itself to being appreciated more by film nerds because at its you know at its core it's a love letter to an era of hollywood yeah i i think i think you know for me if i had to just like you know really categorizes i think it does come down on nostalgia maybe it does belong in that star wars conversation for me of like if i grew up with it i'm sure i'd love it I think that's what it is for me, honestly. I it, think that it could be, but the stuff I I really like about it is not so much like I didn't see it as a kid. But the stuff I really like about it are like the in jokes and like the fact that it is like a noir movie. Maybe like you, you don't have an appreciation for noirs, which is fine. I mean, and you, it wouldn't work. Yeah, but it, I, you're saying that all noir fans like Roger Rabbit. I think I think there's a lot of crossover. I mean, I think if you, you read the reviews, you, you're think, gonna th- you, you'd say it's uh, you know, people who enjoy the movie L.A. Confidential will also love Roger Rabbit. I think there are a lot of similarities. <laughs> I don't know. I think this movie is basically a sequel to Chinatown or like a spiritual sequel to Chinatown. Right. Where have you seen that movie? I haven't. No. OK. That is another movie that is. At its core, it's a noir film and it ends up being a big conspiracy about something that in the Los Angeles of the time is like a big deal. In that movie, it's like water, like water rights. In this movie, it's like build the freeway. And it's like almost like a hacky comedian's joke where it's like, ah, the traffic in LA. This movie is just like, isn't the past so much better because we had this system and we let these like 
piece of shit capitalists come in and literally fucking pay a paradise and put up a parking lot. Like, do you think that this movie would work if the if the timing of it what it took place in twenty twenty one? Or do you think it works better because it's it, it's it, of the of the noir aspect? It of would it? have to be set in the past. I feel like because again, like what's you it you can't set it in twenty twenty one because if you go to Los Angeles in twenty twenty one, the freeway is already there. It's been there for quite some time, and you know how do you reconcile like Toontown being there and like well, here comes Buzz Lightyear and he's computer generated and he's standing next to Mickey Mouse who is traditionally animated and they're standing next to, you know, Betty Boop who's in black and white. Like it's, it's, it would, if they remade it today, it would have to be an entirely different movie. Yeah, for sure. But they didn't make it today. They made it in 1988. And let's talk about the Oscars from that year. Have we done this year yet? We have not done this year. All right. So this movie won three Oscars. Wow. And it was nominated for three more. It won editing, sound editing, and visual effects. It was also nominated for art direction, cinematography, and sound. So let's go over the major categories this year. This is I I disagree with some of these nominees, but let's uh, let's talk about best picture. So it's won by Rain Man, which is a very surprising movie to win best picture i feel like not that it's a bad movie but it's like when you watch that movie to me it's just like really rain man best picture huh okay other nominees are the accidental tourist dangerous liaisons mississippi burning and working girl i don't know any of those movies well so i have seen rain man uh i've seen danger dangerous liaisons about 10 years later was remade as Cruel Intentions. Mississippi Burning is good. Working Girl is good. I, I mean, you're dis- you're going to disagree with me, but I think Roger Rabbit should be nominated for Best Picture. If- um, you, you well, you know, it's funny. I, I, like I said before, I don't dislike the the. I think the animation mixed with the the live action stuff was pretty good. I, I didn't dislike that. I, so, um, is the is the technical achievement? Is your appreciation of the technical achievement? Uh, of this movie enough for you to look past the stuff you don't like and say, okay, nominate it. I mean, if, if the, if the best that the, that that year has to offer was rain man, yeah, then I'd say go for it because that's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 do, I don't, I don't really, I didn't, the story itself was just kind of mad. There was no twist. There was nothing. It was straightforward. It was I feel like there was a certain group of people. I don't know. I, I just didn't think it was great. But I mean, for it's technical technical achievements, achieve, achievements, achievements. Yes, the, the, <laughs> the technical achievements enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you like Justin Tolman, then you're not going to like. I, I, yeah. Honestly, if you, I'll, I'll let you have this one. Okay. I'll. Uh, you know what? You can you can remember this if it comes up. One that you don't like, or one that I—if if the opposite situation situation happens. Listen, Rick, you've you already can... you already burnt me, and I already burnt you in that countdown <laughs> episode. So, I'm not saying that Casablanca and Oliver are the same thing by any means, but we did burn each other. So, that, it's all right, okay. all right. So, what are we kicking out? Let's say, let's say the accidental tourist, because I okay. feel like it was accidentally nominated for best picture. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. So, best director is won by Barry Levinson for Rain Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, other nominees are talk about two movies that absolutely should have been nominated for for best picture: Charles Crichton for A Fish Called Wanda, Ooh. and Martin Scorsese for Last Temptation of Christ. Ooh. Last Temptation of Christ not nominated for best picture. That's wild. And I, I just, I, it's funny. I brought up Willem Dafoe too. Who he plays, plays Jesus. Jesus. And he plays Judge Doom. Jesus and Judge Doom. Um, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, I, I figured at every, least a lot of actors should have a Judge Doom, right? It's like everyone has a Hamlet. Everyone has a Jesus. Everyone has a Judge Doom, right? Am I? Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone has a take. Yeah. Other nominees: Alan Parker, Mississippi Burning, and Mike Nichols for Working Girl. I think that Zemeckis, for what he achieved technologically in this, in the same way, to me. This is, and it's not as advanced, but 
it's the same size leap for animated computer generated characters as the two towers made years later from what was before this to here is like it's that biggest step all right right and i'm not saying it's as good as two towers or you know roger rabbit is a creation on power golem or anything like that i'm saying from where it went to from before roger rabbit to roger rabbit is the same length from before two towers to two towers Listen, there there are definitely two movies from 1988 that I, I think that would that that should have been nominated for for an Oscar. OK, the first one is Beetlejuice. I'm joking. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I think and I'm number serious. two, yeah. I'm going to say this for the record. And Rick yeah. is going to slap me digitally. Yeah, I think that this movie does weird shit with like not really animated because it's not animated, but like weird costumes. Yeah. Which it better than Roger Rabbit. Killer clowns from out of space. I like killer clowns from out of space. I <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, I not, like, it's, it's not the same thing. I know. I like it's, the it's movie. I, I like the movie, but it's not Roger Rabbit. I mean, uh, the, it's, you can't say that Roger Rabbit's story is any better than killer clowns. Yes, I fucking can. It's a Roger, classic Ro- Hollywood noir. It's a, it's, it, the story is not compelling. They barely, they barely, your mind. they barely go into the brother stuff. It's just a straight shot. The end. Have to, that's, that's again, it's a classic noir. That's what they're going for. It's like the brother is the dark backstory of the detective. All right. You're, you're looking at like, to me, what you're criticizing this movie for Blood is sport. like, well, it's, it's, it's similar. Like you're going in to watch like, a classic slasher movie. We're doing Scream in a few weeks, right? And and just like, or or even like even even that. Like, let's go to like Friday the thir- like the schlockiest Friday the Thirteenth movie. It's trying to do what it's trying to do, and it's you're like, but I don't think we spent enough time with the kids who got murdered because it's like that's not what the movie's trying to do. All right, I got two more movies for you. Okay, nineteen eighty eight fucking classics. Yep, Midnight Run. Yeah. Okay. De Niro and Groden, one yep. of one of the fucking funniest movies, and another outrageously funny movie, The Naked Gun. Yeah, I'm. I will 100 percent stand behind and, Naked Gun. And again, this all is, I'm all honestly, I'm doing right is, now is I'm just year, I'm just naming year, movies that came out that year. This is a year where I could conceivably replace all five nominees. I, I like Die Hard. Die Hard, Last Intention of the Christ, big is this year. Stand and Deliver is this year. Earth girls, Earth girls are easy with Jim Carrey. I don't know. I don't know about Earth girls. Are Bulderum <laughs> is this year. The Blob. Just, Beach, beaches. No beaches. Child's Play. Sure, Child's Play. Sure. I don't know if it's if it's best picture, but it, it did what it attempted to do. Yeah, Short Circuit. Yeah, that so would have been funny. There's a lot we, of great movies. This if week. we did, if we did Short Circuit this week instead, and we did Wally last week, that would have been funny. Coming to America, Scrooged. Wait, eighty-eight? Really? I thought that was 88? eighty-five. No, this is no, it was nominated for best makeup. Oh shit! It's a great year. Um, it's not a great, great uh, best picture lineup. Can we talk about how Coming to America, the second one, was just horrendous? I didn't watch it compared to the first one. Okay, I didn't. I was. I've, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of the opposite of most people, where it's just like. If something comes directly to streaming, I'll be like, eh, I'll get to it, I guess. Well, wasn't that because of COVID? Or it was because of COVID. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. because of COVID. I understand that's why it happened. But like, if it went into theaters, I'd probably be more likely to go check it out. Right. But uh, let's, let's get back to the Oscars here. So Zemeckis, best director. I mean, for, for, for the job he had to do, I, you know, I, honestly, I, think- I kick out Levinson. I give it a Scorsese. All right. Yeah. And and Zemeckis is nominated. Okay. I'm fine with that. Best actor. So it is won by Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man, which is, again, it's, it's such an Oscar-y win. You know, Gene Hackman in Mississippi Burning, Tom Hanks in Big, nominated for Best Actor for Big, Edward James Olmos for Stand and Deliver, and Max von Sydow is Pelly, in Pelly the Conqueror. And of course, and of course, no, no Leslie Nielsen for the Naked Gun. Unbelievable. Un, it's, it's a huge snub. I agree. 
he's too busy years later trying to find the Undertaker in yes. 94 SummerSlam. Yes. Six years after this, he's trying to find out what happened to the Undertaker when he died and ascended to heaven in, <laughs> in one of thousands. The, in one of the worst main events in history of wrestling. Oof. I don't know. I mean, I really like Hoskins in this. Yeah, he's good, but it's, I, yeah. I don't think it's Oscar worthy. I, I haven't seen Pelly the Conqueror, and the other four are very good. So we, we can keep we can keep Hoskins out. Okay. So uh, no, I don't think any real female. But like like we said, we're, we're not really considering voice acting and you know screen acting the same thing necessarily. Right. So I mean, I guess the only other category we can talk about would be best supporting actor if we want to talk about Christopher Lloyd. I like him in this. I just don't think it's Oscar worthy personally. I would agree. I'd agree with that. All right. So those are the Oscars. What are, what are we eating with this movie, Derek? Oh boy, it's gonna have to be half animated, half real. So I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with like a half cotton candy beef burger. Naturally, be- of course, what everyone eats with with lots of movies. I was thinking more of like uh, maybe like a cupcake because it has the cake base and you have like a crazy frosting on it. So you're saying the cake base is like the cake is the, yeah, the, the real the realness. The, yeah, the cake, the chocolate is a this is a chocolate cupcake in my in my mind. The 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 chocolate cupcake is Eddie Valiant and Roger and and Jessica are the frosting. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, I mean, I'll definitely have a cupcake. I'll have six cupcakes. All right, I, I mean, that's. <laughs> I that's mean, probably, you, you should probably talk to a doctor. I mean, I mean, that's that's. I mean, half half cotton candy, half cheeseburger. I mean, I don't know how you can go wrong with that. Naturally, is it now are the is the bun the the cotton candy and it's like a, a burger in the middle or is it like a burger stuffed with cotton candy? I mean, that's a whole nother thing that we need to talk about. That's, this, is, this is your, this is your, your fantasy. This is just, your, I, want, your... I want you to, I want you to close your eyes right now. I want you to yeah. bite into a fake burger. And when you bite into that burger, there is a cotton candy substance in the middle of that same flavor, same everything. I'm not joking with you right now. I think it's a win. It's, just, it's not chocolate. It's not going to be like, what the fuck? It's not vanilla. It's just some, it's, it's a, it's a sweet just sugar. filling. Just sugar. It's just, <laughs> but it's sugar. like, it's like, what is the literally, substance literally of cotton candy? The, literally the thing that I was like, I need to eliminate this from my diet to lose weight. And you're just like, I'm going <laughs> to stuff a fucking cheeseburger with it. Cotton candy belongs in everyone's diet. If you eat cotton candy at least once a day, you're going what is the it, right What direction. is it, Elf, where it's like the four, four major food groups? So like candy, cotton candy, candy corn, and syrup. Exactly. Yeah. Those are the four major food groups. Nobody take this idea. We're going to make cotton candy burgers on the next episode. Let's live. Do it. Go to your local fair, deep fried cotton candy burgers. <laughs> I th- cheese, ketchup, onions, pickles, everything's the same. Except you bite into it, cotton fucking candy. Blue, hey, I know. Bur- blue I'll, I'll t- I will tell you what, Rick. You know, going off tangents here, Burger King is really catching up to McDonald's with that Impossible Burger. They're really taking steps to be like, fuck you, McDonald's. A lot of people like the Impossible Burger. Good for Burger King. Burger King, if you want to beat McDonald's, I don't know if it's possible, but cotton candy cheeseburger. Let me tell you what. I think, honestly, compared to, say, 10 years ago, Burger King has taken a major step down. You think so? I actually I watched a doc. So. I watched a documentary last night on YouTube, and they were saying that Burger King with the Impossible Whopper has like taken two steps forward against McDonald's. That's not. But the Impossible Whopper is just a thing you can buy. Like, I mean, not the Whopper, but like Impossible Burger, you can just buy it. You can't buy a Big Mac at the supermarket. You can buy an Impossible Burger. Well, they were saying that like it, it Impossible Whopper tastes so much like a burger that it's like outrageous. Because I, the thing, because, I know, because Burger King burgers just taste like smoke. They don't taste like burgers. So are you are you are you defending McDonald's? Is that what you're doing over Burger King? I just want to try, over, I, Bur- over Burger King. Yes, I think McDonald's has the edge on fries. I don't know about everything else, but I'm not sure. I have to do it back to back. I think Rick. I think Patreon someday. You and I, we sit down, we both eat a Big Mac and a Whopper each, and we fucking settle this. I think Wendy's beats both of them. I 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, maybe we'll do KFC versus Popeyes. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: Popeyes, the biscuit just it's it's like a 10 eight round. Like it just, it just, it just wins so handily well, in they that fucking, category. That they butter tough. those. Yeah. They, I know. And it would take KFC a lot to catch up, but KFC does have the chocolate chip cake. <laughs> I don't go there for that cake, but. Um, oh, you're missing out. That's a, del- that's, that's the best fast food I'm like, dessert. I'm like, can I get a bucket of chicken, some popcorn chicken and a fucking cake? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Goddamn lootly. This is, see, this is, this is what you do. Like, this is why oh, I Oh, to, I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I forgot. To... And also a coleslaw for the side. Yeah. <laughs> This is why I had to cut out sugar from my diet and like and carbs from my diet because I was like, yeah, let me get a uh, 
an entire chocolate cake from KFC. You, you guys don't know this, but this was actually a conversation that me and Rick had. I saw him on the street and I'm like, Rick, you look fantastic. What the fuck happened? You said no more KFC chocolate cake. I said, no, you look great. That's, that's exclusively, it's like my diet is no more chocolate chip cake from KFC. Pounded <laughs> that shit. Still like I yeah yep. see I need a, I need a double down or whatever the fuck that was where the, the, ch- the chicken was the butt. We're, tra- we're 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 talking fast food right now. I know we're on a tangent. One more thing I gotta say because we're on the food subject. Out of all the fast food places, for me nothing beats smoking hot. Uh, right right out of the 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 hotness compartment. Bon- the the uh, chick the crispy chicken strip from KFC. That's fucking solid. See I'm Straight an original up. recipe guy. See, I like the extra crisp. I need the crunch. But see, I like the boneless better because I almost died once eating a fucking thigh. So I had a bone stuck in my throat for an hour. How did you? I, it was a chicken leg. I bit it hard. Logistically, like, how did I, you get I chewed it maybe once. I swallowed and a fucking bone was lodged in my throat for an hour. I could breathe, but it really hurt when I swallowed. I tried to get it up, tried to get it down. The only thing that worked was apple cider vinegar. I gargled it. I spit and it came right out. Uh, so. You know, if you're getting anything out of this conversation, apple cider vinegar is the fucking the fucking key. It would it would save you from choking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I just think that Burger King, if you're going to go with anything, cotton candy burger is going to put put that next step. You could even <laughs> you could even do a Roger Rabbit cotton candy burger. You could even we'll, we'll do we'll do the remake with our new cast. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, you get that cotton candy burger. <laughs> Please. Oh my god, that sounds so good right now. Cotton candy burger. Well, maybe the texture is going to be weird, but you know who cares. All right, let's uh, let's 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 move on from our uh, from our uh, cotton candy burgers and 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 chicken bone choking, choking choking our chickens or whatever. If we actually made if, if we made up names for our episodes instead of the actual movie names, this one would be cotton candy burger. It absolutely sure. would be. Absolutely would be. Let's talk about next week. Let's talk about October. We have one hell of a fucking month coming up. Yeah, we do. And we are going to a movie that could not be more different than his friend Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so we are getting some whiplash next week. We're going to a movie that could not be more different, and that is Rosemary's Baby. We're having Chris back on the show for that. Chris! Yeah. Come back, back to us. Week after that, Halloween. Oh, boy. It sounds so much more positive the way you did it. Yep. It's like a swing a swing song. Hey. Little drum solo right there. Yes. Our first carpenter. Can't wait. Week after that, back to Stephen King and The Shining. Lots to talk about with The Shining. And then, guess who's back? My brother Anthony, and it's gonna be a scream. Wes it is Craven, gonna be a scream. Wes Craven's '90s again. We get the '60s covered, we get the '70s covered, we get the '80s covered, we get the '90s covered. The journey of horror through Hollywood. I can't wait to do that. So October is gonna be a blast. Indeed, it is. So we're gonna have a fun conversation, I'm sure, on social media about who framed Roger Rabbit this week because I love these episodes where we disagree. Uh, I mean, I know that I'm right 100% of the time. <laughs> okay. But, <yeah>. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm right 100% of the time. Derek is wrong 100% of the time, only when he disagrees with me. 60% ah, okay. of the time, he's wrong every time. But right. we get a, you know what? I, I don't think we're going to necessarily disagree a whole lot in October. So in, we hope you enjoyed this one. And you know what? The rest of the year looks real fun. Yes. And hey, you know what? All if you're missing the greatest album of all time podcast, I am going to be doing it soon. I, I, I'm sorry that I've been gone for a few months. Uh, the numbers are going up. I just was looked at them recently and I was surprised by it. Uh, we did 20 episodes. Maybe season two is the next 20 episodes. So if you have any ideas, Absolutely. thoughts, if you Rick's going to be on again, we're gonna have a lot of fun doing that. So that'll be back. But like Rick said before, tell your friends about this. Batman, Bruce Wayne, yep. tell your friends. We want people to listen and get engaged. So come on, let's do it. Yeah. No, we're uh, we're having some fun doing this. Hope you are enjoying it too. Let people know if you like it. It's uh, you know, we we really want more people in on this. So uh yeah. So let's talk about movies some more as we go on, and we will continue making the show as long as it's fun. And I'm gonna retroactively call our second fifty season two. This is our 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 fifty, our 50 movie countdowns gonna be our season finales. 
Season two, baby. Season two. What is right. what are some great season twos, Rick? Great season twos. Like Game, of, Game of Thrones had a great had a great season two. See, I think relatively to the rest of the seasons, season two of Game of Thrones is the worst good season. No, I agree with you, yeah. I, I, but but it's still. It, I, I think compared to other shows, season two is pretty solid. I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer season two tremendous. Breaking Bad season two, where uh, the whole thing with Jane and, and yep. you know with that, that crazy crazy stuff. Soprano season two, uh, you haven't seen it, uh, Rick, but one of my favorite characters, Richie Aprile's fucking crazy ass guy. Uh, that's that's a good one. See, this is going to be a great season of the greatest movie of all time podcast. Nip Tuck season two, it's a great yeah. season. It's a weird, so it's a, it's a kind of a deep pull. American Horror Story season two. Oh, that Asylum. was the. Oh, I didn't see Asylum. It's funny. You um, know, I haven't. The only reason we we're going to watch the new one is because Macaulay Culkin's in it. We just kind of don't want to see him in it. Um, but I haven't seen the. I haven't seen any season oh, it's, since it's, since since four. This season's really good. Mandalorian season two. That was just that, that's real fun recently. That's the that's the latest one. Yep, the most recent season okay. of Mandalorian. Yep. Scrolling through good season two. If you have a great season two, oh, leftover season two. Leftover season two, incredible. I haven't, I haven't seen that show at all. Oh, that's that's. How about uh, how about Westworld? Did you like that show? I did like it, but season two is not great. Season no. one, season one is like the season of Westworld. Okay, after that, you kind of like it. They they realistically didn't even need to keep making it. Right. All right. Well, anyway, I have been your co-host Rick Barrasso, and I have been your co-host Derek, the deck boat, the the big deck Boski, Rex Smith. And real quick, shameless plug, Cosmic Vulture's new album just came out. It's called In Circles. Um, check it out on all streaming platforms. It's me doing my thing. Love you all. Thanks for everything, for ev- all the things that you're following me on. I am that co-host that you enjoy the most, um, you know, the most with the uh, – the most with the – where I'm at most? The most with the – no, the most is the second word you'd say in that phrase, wouldn't you? The host with the most, you'd say. Yeah, I fucked that up. I'm the most who's the host, I guess what I was trying to say, which is really stupid. Anyways, you don't have to listen to me or listen to anything I put out anymore because I just fucked that up. So I have been your co-host, Derek. And I've been, as I said, your co-host, Rick Rosso. And please keep watching.